0: Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday, apparently the Theology Thursday tagline scared a bunch of people away. <laughs> How interesting is that? Well, uh, apparently the recording that I made in my mind did not translate well on to the digital format, so I'm having to redo this, I shouldn't say redo it, but I had to rethink it recorded and posted up the following morning because, well, it just didn't work out well last night. In any case, a couple thoughts for a Thursday, though you'll be listening to this presumably on Friday. One, do you ever feel discouraged? Do you ever wonder, can we make a difference? Should we put in all this time and effort just to keep getting kicked or disappointed? The answer is yes, we have to. We have to do what we think is right. We have to do the, for, if you pardon the term, we have to do the Lord's work, right? We, we have to be invested in our society and the world around us. We have to make the best of the situation as it lays, and if we don't do the work, the job will never get done. And the job may not get done with us and make it may get to our children or our grandchildren or perhaps even our great grandchildren. But the work must persist. And that's kind of related to the whole concept of the theology, right? So the Israelites They had to wander for 40 years, mostly because they had a bad attitude, if you ask me. Um, and that's Maybe not the best way to explain it, but they were grumbling. They didn't want to put their faith in the guy that pulled them out of. (coughs) Oh, so sorry. They want to put their faith in the guy that uh, was working for Yahweh. They pulled them out of the land of Egypt, but before pulling them out of the land of Egypt, virtually wiped out. Everything that made Egypt Egypt, and that still wasn't good enough and I think about how are we really any different now? It's really easy to cast dispersions and point out the failings, moral and otherwise, of an ancient tribe of people. But the reality is is we get discouraged and we get too grumbling. When things don't go our way. Whether it's uh, just straight up losses that we thought we were gonna win, whether it's losing in a battle that was cheated in 2020 may come to mind, or whether it's just we did all this work to send these people to do a thing for us and they just didn't get it done. And that's frustrating. And I myself, I you know, I suffer from expectations. I keep thinking that we're going to be able to do better. We're going to this time for sure. And I don't want to stop doing that because the alternative is despair. The almost the so-called black pill, right? So I know there's this phenomena: the red pill, the blue pill, and then there's something like the white pill, I guess. And if I remember exactly what the white pill is, it's basically like Pollyanna almost or Pangloss. My interpretation, maybe not how they would see it. And then there's the black pill, which is uh, things are so bad. There's nothing we're going to do to change it. Just accept it and ride it out. And again, my interpretation, because after all, this is according to Callus and that's really all that matters is what I think about it. <laughs> so I, I just... I refuse to go down that road. I refuse to give up. I refuse to just lay down. But it would be foolish to also acknowledge that at a certain point things become untenable and you have to change tactics. You have to change the type of battle that you're in. I don't think we're there yet. Now, my motivations are Always the same. We can make a difference. We can get things done. We can, for lack of a better term, slowly decline. I'm not a fan of the concept of the Great Reset. I'm not a fan of the concept of any of the other mm, divinely ordained by the powers that be outcomes for everybody else. I somehow believe that they're doomed to failure. I just don't know how that's going to happen. Somebody else putting them up in place of God generally has not worked out well in the past. For everybody. So that would be thought number one. Thought number two. The idea of the one world, or the reset, is based on I guess the idea that some group of people or persons know best for everybody else. And indeed, they should be in charge of everything and we should just go along. Well, I categorically deny that that authority or that power exists. And I will not go quietly into the night. So. If you are resigning yourself to a future that you have no control over, I'm sorry, you're just looking at this the wrong way. So that's, I guess, a secondary thought, if you will, to the black pill phenomena. One of the, uh, I guess another thought, if you will, we as humans, we depend on the concept of something being higher than what we are. Now, those people that reject that concept, they often put themselves up in that place. They see themselves as the highest power, and I kind of understand that. I kind of um, I, I know where they're coming from. I guess would be the way to phrase it. Um, I'm almost sympathetic to it. They run off the idea, many of them, that you know, if we're not violating this core principle, which usually can be summed up as don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, that they're doing right. And when that clashes with the idea of postmodernism, that is that I, anything I think is right must be right, Anything that you think is right must be right. That becomes very challenging to hold the position don't hurt people, no, take their stuff, because there are people redefining what is a person. There are people redefining what is their stuff and whether or not people can actually have stuff. And you leave yourself open to reinterpretation of simple facts. And while I don't have every answer as to how to deal with that, I, I, I really feel bad that sometimes people actually think that that argument is going to convince the mob... To not come take their stuff and not hurt them because it's inconvenient. It holds sway with me because I understand that worldview, I understand that mindset. And in some ways, I'm extremely sympathetic to it. And I think uh, with my Christian worldview, if you will allow me to expound on that, That is compatible to a point. Indeed, the colonists under King George routinely phrased that there was no king but Jesus. Not all of them. Not all the time. But it was there. It was a very common refrain. The idea that the spheres of sovereignty were at play there. And when one stepped out of line, it was somebody else's role to push them back in place. This is, of course feeding directly into the idea that I'm bringing about through the Magdeburg Magdeburg, uh, Mondays, right? And the idea of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. There is a common thread that I'm trying to put together whereupon my friends, my family, my listeners understand that just because you're saying that government's wrong or that this government is too powerful, or they've overstepped, or they're violating rights, doesn't mean that you don't acknowledge a role for government. Now, I have I have some friends that would probably not like the fact that I admit that, but in my world view... There is an appropriate role for government, and it's usually very small and defined. And it's supposed to stay in its lane. And the problem is, it doesn't. The answer isn't no government. It's just a well-defined and well-contained government. And that is where we drop the ball, in my humble opinion. In the United States... We had the federalistic uh, system, right? Federalism, different layers, different checks and balances. We taught about that for a long time, even in the government schools. I remember when I was in grade school, there was actual um, class time devoted to explaining how this is supposed to work. And the different roles, the different levels, and the different uh, branches and how they check each other. And over time, that's been morphed. And, you know, apparently now the Supreme Court has declared itself and everybody just generally agrees is the Supreme Arbiter of that is which is constitutional and what they say must go. Well, never in my world would I've ever expected that five people wearing robes get to make the rulings for 300 plus million people. And how is that any different than a king? or some other form of oligarchy. Now, I've I've had conversations with uh, friends and family how I don't believe that we are a republic or a democracy anymore. We are basically an oligarchy. And it's not so much belief, it's just operational fact. And that oligarchy operates basically through a fascistic system, which means the public private partnership. Now, there are other people out there that have much bigger, better podcasts than I do that explain this in great detail and are mm, highly suitable to expanding your mind and increasing your education on the matter, whether you start with Chris Ann Hall or Tom Woods or Brian McClanahan. um, There are several others out there, but those would be the big three uh, that... Talk about the Constitution. They talk about you know government and theory, and Tom Woods even on occasion will interweave the uh, role of, I guess, church on occasion, and how that and how that uh, brought about some of the things that were happening. Now, which is not to say that Brian McClanahan or Chris Chrisanne Hall haven't touched on that, but. Everybody has their things that they focus on. And I would encourage you, even to the detriment of my own little podcast here, if you want to get an education on what's what and how this is supposed to be working and some ideas of how we can fix it, either one of those three shows are awesome and would be very, very helpful. So back to my show. <laughs> um. I guess the final thought, if you will, trying to keep it short, uh, the final thought would be as we go forward, we must maintain the idea of being a happy warrior. Now, I've, I have I uh, have heard that some of our people, some of my people, act out of anger or they come across like they're angry all the time. And that's very detrimental because... Most change is brought about by a committed minority, but they basically have to sway over a majority or at least a functional majority. And if you're too busy scaring them away or upsetting them, it becomes even more challenging. There's a natural pushback, and we allow ourselves to be characterized and defined by, and I'm going to put the scare quotes up the enemy. A progressive is much better at crafting a narrative. A leftist is much better at manipulating people than we ever could be. Yet some of our people that are, let's say, for lack of a better word, skilled at this are too busy looking to not offend than to actually get things done. And, and again, we get frustrated, we get ticked off, we, we push back. But if we're coming across like we're angry, if we're coming across that we're not willing to listen to reason we're not listen listening to the other side to their concerns if we're not at least validating that there are issues here that we need to come up with a solution for we're negating our own effectiveness we're we're negating our witness our opportunities to educate um it's very disappointing that we allow ourselves to be put in that box So there is a time and a place for righteous anger. That righteous anger can be dealt with in an appropriate way. But if that is the only time that we interact with other people, if that is the only time that they, the others, if you will, the the non-right-wing conservatives or however you want to phrase this, right, see us in action, then we're negating our own effectiveness. We are hurting our own cause. The great Dr. Ron Paul is known for being the happy warrior, known for always having a good attitude, always speaking the truth to all the crowds the same way and keeping his message on. And I would suggest to you that we should be taking a page out of his book, if you will. We should be able to voice our dislike or distrust or disgust even with a government policy or a behavior or an action. But we have to temper that with the idea that we know there's an issue here. We know that you have a concern here and we even maybe agree that it's valid, right? But we have a better solution. We need to be the solution oriented group of people that show up saying, well, actually what you're trying won't work. It's been tried. It's been done. And it made matters worse. History is on our side. We just run from it, which is why I again encourage you listen to the three uh, previously mentioned podcasts, read some of their books, know what's going on, stay involved. Don't take no for an answer. Remember, these guys and ladies that we elect work for us. They sometimes forget and think the person that gives them the biggest check is calling the shots. They sometimes forget and think that the lobbyist that last visited them is the one that's calling the shots. But at the next election cycle, they're going to be coming to see us. They're going to be looking for our support, for our endorsement, for our time, for our effort, and for our money. This is the opportunity to remind them so the thought is hold their feet to the fire. This is the opportunity where you find somebody that's willing to invest four or five months out of their life. And if they have to make a Don Quixote run at a seat, if they have to basically trail somebody that's campaigning to call them on the carpet, if you will, then that's what we need to do. We, we need to make sure that those folks haven't forgotten. They're supposed to be on our team. They're supposed to be pulling their weight, if you will, pulling the cart for us, if you will. And the thought is you have to make them do it. It's the trust, but confirm, right? It's the follow-up. You ask somebody to do something and then you make sure that they did it. Final thought, I'll have uh, an episode out Friday evening, it'll be my uh, typical five for Friday, Uh, five things that have happened or are going on that you might want to know about or that you might want to think about and when I'm offering thoughts on a Thursday and then doubling up I guess on Friday, the thoughts are things that I'm sorting out, things that I'm thinking about. And I'm trying to be encouraging about it. The Five for Friday, the idea is, hey, if you didn't know about this, or hey, if you haven't heard about this, this is going on. It's kind of news without it being news. And and honestly, I don't know what people know or don't know. So leave a comment. Tell me, oh, we already know about this. Or hey, no, Stephen, you got this wrong. And share the show and like it, please. This, we cannot make change. We cannot improve where we're at if we're not willing to listen and interact. And with that, my friends, I will see you on the other side. This is According to and I'm out.